welcome back to the BuildWit Internal Podcast. I, as always, am Aaron Witt, joined by my co-host, Alex Horton. Howdy. We're happy to be here. We haven't done this in person in a little bit. We, um, you know, with some with my travel and scheduling, we, we didn't get you guys a podcast this past week, but we're back on track. We're back on track, baby. We're excited to be here with you all. And do we have some good stuff to talk about today? We do. Good. I also think it would be cool if you talked a little about talked a little bit about what you've been up to so far this week. This week's been a whirlwind. Yeah. I was just telling you before I got on this podcast, I feel like it's been a full week. It's not it's, Thursday, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I it has been it's been a lot this week. And and honestly, I'm I'm probably one of the lesser busy. I mean, there's just so much going on in the company right now. I think more than ever, this is like the most moving parts I've like seen. Dude, it's in motion. crazy. Okay, so so just this week, we have a team visiting Midwest Mall. Mm-hmm. So that is in motion as we speak. We started development of Build It Online. Mm-hmm. That's a a big deal. Yeah. A really big deal. We've been, we signed Carter this week. Yeah. Which has been three years in the making. Well, when I started at BuildWit almost a year and a half ago, we were talking about Carter then. Oh God. Yeah, it, you dude, know, so much has happened yeah. since. It's been a long, a long time on that one. And we're wrapping up NACO right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's coming together very nicely, very quickly. And of course, we have, well, then we have the office. Yeah, the office uh, still happening. Drywall's finishing right now. I just went over there. It's all clean, beautiful looking. It's fantastic. We just got permanent power pulled today. Woo-hoo. Like, Really big stuff is happening yeah. over the next few weeks. A lot of the finishes and millwork's going in, and it's going to start to come become really pretty. Wild. Okay, so that's the office. Yeah, and of course we have the production of Build It Leaders that has begun. Heck yeah! Which I walked into the studio yesterday and was like, "Holy shit, this is something!" I think I put on the Slack channel. It was like the most professional most professional thing I've seen like from BuildWit. And that Jill commented like, well, that's what happens when you hire professionals or something like that. I'm like, yeah. I, I fully recognize that we're all professionals who work at BuildWit. When you tell our professional in a production, I'm just saying that was just like another level in no. terms of what we're working on. It was crazy. And just like a whole different style. Like yeah. That's not really our style out in the field, but in the yeah, studio Yeah, there's never setting, been dirt in that studio setting. No, no. It, it, but it, man, it's... And I, I, okay, you know, I've had the same fear and uncertainty as everybody else has had over the past few weeks. But now seeing it actually come together and seeing the momentum we're creating and the product we're putting together and how valuable this really is. Like me and Randy... We sat in sat in with Marcus today to talk about communication, his five pillars of communication. Yeah. The entire time, Randy and I were like, holy shit, that's very simple, but that's something I don't do at all. And I screw it, screw this up every single day. Um, so we found an enormous amount of value just being a part of it today. Now getting that out into the dirt world, man, it's going to be pretty damn cool. So... What of all that content are we going to give away? Any? Uh, we're only really going to use it for promotional purposes, but it's all going to live on the platform. And to get the platform, you need to be signed up. Okay. So we're going to give enough to show the value of it, but not a whole lot. Cool. I th- that's like the biggest thing. I stopped by the studio. I was there for maybe 30 minutes yesterday. First of all, Marcus is a machine. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like after he did a whole segment and stopped and he went and had a glass of water, I like leaned over to Skylar or maybe Dan and I was like, is he, wait, he's not reading that. I'm like, no, 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 no. He's just going. And it is, it's so dialed in. It's mm-hmm. so like natural the way he's, he's, he's saying it, the way he's putting it out there. Ugh. I was like, that guy's the man. He knows exactly what he's saying, yep. and he's clearly an expert. Um, and isn't he also a, a New York Times bestseller? I believe author? so. Yeah, yeah, so he literally wrote the book on this. Uh, yeah, the guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, we're not playing small here. We're playing to win. No. When you're playing to win, you take big risks, you take big swings. This is a big swing. This is a, a, a big-time guy coming in and, you know, talking with Jocko and some of the others. Like, we're not trying to just baby step our way into this we're going all in yeah and i you know that's why we're charging for it is because we are investing a lot in the project and we expect a return on investment and if we get that return and when we get that return on investment we can take that money and invest into our business yeah further and just continue to perpetuate the growth and the impact in the industry we're creating what kind of interest about the build bit leaders platform um have you heard from partners when you tell them this is what we're working on? The partners don't necessarily understand it. Okay. And this has caused a little bit of anxiety sure. because you present it to people and the response is, I don't really get it. And you're like, oh shit, maybe we're on the wrong track. But you know, we had Dan Benjamin Holmgren and I had a good conversation on you know Friday and it goes back to Henry Ford's quote, if I would have asked people what they wanted, they would have just said faster horses. Mm-hmm. They didn't even know, they, they didn't even have the ability to imagine the car, but until until he gave them the car and then they were like, that's what I wanted. Yeah. And I think we're in the exact same position of, we have been in, in you know, there has been some, some, some times where we've, oh man, we need to do some research. We haven't done any research on this. Yeah. But the reality is we've been doing research for years. Yeah, the whole time. By traveling around the country and asking people, what are your problems? And and what are you up against here? And then going to Jocko and what they teach, everything is a leadership problem. If we connect those dots, mm-hmm. people are going to want that car. They're on horses now. They see the car, they're going to want it. Um, so that's what we've learned is, people are not totally going to understand it until we can put it right in front of them yeah. and show them what we're actually doing here. And honestly, I mean, I understood the vision of it, but I still didn't even understand the mechanics of it until yesterday when I started seeing it unfold. And you're like, this is what it takes to do this. Exactly. Yeah. And started to hear the content. And now that it's coming together, sure, there's still some anxiety because we haven't sold a single thing yet, haven't made a single dollar, but we've spent a lot yeah. on it. However, I can actually see the product now and it's like, yeah, this is the exact product the industry needs. This is what these people need. Oh yeah. And I think it's going to be a really big deal. I think you're totally on when you were talking about, um, we've been researching this whole time. Yeah. Because all this is, is identifying pain points and trying to fill in those gaps. And that's, to me, that's like so in line with what BuildWit does anyway. We're that that's how we're expanding. We're not like it would be cool to make a website that had a lot of like good training videos. Like that's that's not where this starts. No. This is there is a distinct lack of 
training for leaders who are leading these teams where people are coming into these positions with certain skills, but not necessarily all the appropriate skills. And we're saying, here's how we can remedy that. That, To me, I think that's how we change the industry for the better, how we make the dirt world a better place is big swings like this to, to fill in these gaps that people don't even necessarily know are a problem in the first place or like, mm-hmm. or have only identified that it's a problem and not, I don't really know how to fix it. Correct. And I'm sure that's where most of our partners are. Exactly. Yeah. And they, they are there and they, you know, they want the easy button. They want some training class they can put all their operators through to make them amazing operators. And maybe we have some, that, some kind of that, uh, some of that content down the road. Yeah. But the root of a lot of the problems the industry are facing is, is down to leadership. And so if we can create a product that solves that problem, we're going to be in a pretty good spot. Well, and the, the more that um, someone moves up like the ladder in terms of leadership in a company, your solutions to how to train those people have to be more bespoke, have to be more mm-hmm. customized to them versus like you said, um, like everybody wants to put their there would be operators through a course so that they know how to be an operator. Like if you go to the very bottom, you you could just make a single course for how to use a shovel, yeah. but you couldn't make a single course for how do you run an excavation company? Like there's a million ways to do it and it depends on your market. It depends on um, the your em- employees, your labor force. Like those are so different. And the only way to, to, ser- to serve that and to solve that is if, you break it down into these pieces. And so like there might be some people who see the website and they're like, well, actually they maybe have like a really firm grasp on um, leadership as just like a, a general, how do I lead people? But they might not have a firm grasp on how do I like put my face out there so that my company is recognizable. Correct. And we're solving those problems too. Exactly. And so like, that's what I, that's what I think is so cool is like, Every single course might not be for every single person, but there's going to be a course that's good for everybody. You know that makes sense. That like provides real value, and that's really exciting to be a part of. It's like the Dirt Talk podcast. Yeah. You know, not all of them are going to hit home with every individual, but I'll get messages all the time with, "Man, this one episode it socked me right in the gut in a very positive way." Yeah, it just really takes that one time. So yeah, it's um crazy to see it coming together and we have even more next week with the ftx big stuff coming and so we're like filming all that too correct very cool yeah it's exciting it's i mean it's really coming together how many people are are the uh, ftx crew sending out to do that i don't know how many are putting it on here comes ben schwanberg to get the green egg for grilling tonight (laughs) um I don't know how many of their people are coming out. It's a good group of of their yeah. echelon front individuals, and then we're sending we're putting twenty six people through. Really, so cool. there's five, six of our own people, and then twenty from partners. Yeah, that's exciting, man. I agree. Uh, well, we've got a couple uh, questions we can talk about. Great. I'm gonna put my glasses on because I can't really see. We might we might be interrupted by Ben. We'll see how it goes. All right, this is from Matt Briscoe. For your Instagram stories, most weekends, how long have you been vegan? Any plans to go on the freaganism diet in which you only eat vegetables out of dumpsters? Regards, Matt Briscoe, chicken nugget enthusiast. Hmm, this is a great question. Yeah, I. Uh, if you have tuned in my Instagram stories, you will know 
that I am an avid vegan. I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of saving the cows and letting <laughs> them be free and instead eating celery and grass. Yep. Um, very funny, Matt Briscoe. Funny guy, funny guy. It certainly has become quite a bit uh, to call extremely uh, meat-heavy dishes salads. Yeah, so uh, the guy, uh, Devin Dyer, I actually just talked to him like 30 minutes ago on the oh, phone. Cool. I'm going to see him in a few weeks. He he gave me that green egg. So for those of you that don't know, this guy, Devin Dyer, grill master himself is walking up to my house right now. The grill master. Let me open the door. <laughs> So that was extremely appropriate timing yeah. to be interrupted by Ben Schwanberg. He is the grill master himself. He's the one that I grill with every weekend. But going, and, and he's actually here to grill yeah. as we speak for the Nashville team and, and everybody that's in town for, for leaders. So yep. this is impeccable timing. Uh, so to, to go to where I was, we, we Devin Dyer, he said, I'm going to buy you a green egg. And I thought, okay, cool. He's going to ship it to me or something. I don't know. I didn't hear anything from Devin for like two months. And then all of a sudden I see Devin driving across the United States with a green egg. And he lives in Salt Lake City with his family in the car, drove from Salt Lake City to Nashville mm -hmm. to drop the green egg off at my house without telling me and then get, got back in his truck and drove all the way back to the United States again, <laughs> across the United States. Wild. So he gave me this green egg, and we've had to make good use of it. So we grill quite frequently. Sure. And some of you have even had some green egg cooking. I think I've had a burger off of it. I haven't had a steak yet, but there's time. There's time. Well, just you wait, my friend. <laughs> so yeah, so, so Matt Briscoe, great question. Good joke. I give Matt shit because all he eats is chicken nuggets because... He's allergic to everything else. Yeah, and he's like, uh, what? He's probably going to re report 16? me to HR. Sure. For making fun of his chicken nuggets. <laughs> um, thanks, Matt, for reaching out, buddy. Thanks, man. Good to hear from you. What's your preferred cut of steak? That's not a question. I, I, it's my question. If I had to go with one, it would be just a New York strip. Classic choice. I had a dry day, dry aged New York strip the other day, and it was very yummy. And I would love another one of those. You're kind of in between a filet and a ribeye at that point. You yeah. know, it's not quite as tender, but it's also a little bit more marbled than a um, filet. Yeah. I like it. I like that choice. <laughs> Can't catch a break around here. Nope. Um, well, the last thing I would say about a steak is that I know that myself and Ben Schwanberg would both choose ribeye. That's all I'm saying. He's a big ribeye guy. It's a guy. It's it's a thing, man. God, it's, it's, it's own culture. This podcast is a disaster. Um. Another question that I personally have, even though I have other questions. Okay, good. Um, I want to be a part of stocking the bar at the office. I it'll be a uh, it'll be a team effort. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That it'll be it'll be a team effort because I I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to stocking a bar. I see I go to a bar and look at all the alcohol, yeah. and I'm like, wow, that looks really cool. That's super pretty, but I don't know what any of it is except for, you know, a few select things. Sure. Like, mm, yeah, Grey Goose. Yeah, that's vodka. Gotta have that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be a team effort. Cool. So don't you worry. I think um, someone might have been a bartender. I was a bartender. Were you a yeah. bartender? Yeah. I think Dev has some alcohol experience too. 
I mean, I've got plenty of alcohol experience wow. for, for pleasure as well. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, I became more experienced this Saturday night, this Ooh. past Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. Went down to the good old Broadway. Uh, I, I saw the pictures and uh, I, I was not jealous. I did not feel well Sunday morning. Ooh. Okay. I can go to a real question. Let's go to a real question here. Let's get down to the, the real meat and potatoes. No Ooh. pun intended. Or maybe pun intended. Because that's all you eat around here. Meat and potatoes. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, what is 75 hard? That's a great question. So it's a mental toughness program created by Andy Frisella, the guy I talk about every once in a while, um, who I've listened to about business for quite a while now. He created a program and uh, it's basically all centered around creating mental toughness and discipline in your life. And it's extraordinarily effective. I've learned to cultivate it other ways. Like I, like I run every day. That's a, a basic form of mental toughness and, mm-hmm. and discipline, but it's a 75 day program in which you have to do a few basic tasks every single day. So it's two 45 minute workouts, a gallon of water, 10 pages of reading, no alcohol, sticking to a diet of your choosing for 75 days straight, yep. no excuses. And it sounds very simple and it in a lot of ways is very simple, but it will kick your ass in a very positive way and will create probably the greatest sense of mental toughness you've had in your life. Sure. At least that's what it did for me. It just rewired how I think, how I act and what the level of mental toughness I have is. And mental toughness is extraordinarily helpful in all aspects of your life. Sure. And discipline. I mean, those that that went to the muster, you know, Jocko and how much he talks about discipline and how it equals freedom. Like it's really the center of freedom and, and achieving what you want to achieve in life and being as good of a human as you can be. So it sounds intense. It's like, yeah, discipline. <laughs> like I need to get up at 4.30 in the morning, every single morning. It's yeah. not, not, like that, it's more so just, it's the root of a lot of wonderful things that you can accomplish in life, Yeah, but it's not easy and comes from getting uncomfortable. So there's been quite a few of us that have done it now. Um, Dan, he just finished it yeah. for the first time, which Perhaps. is a really big deal. Chell's been through it. Um, Matt Briscoe, he's in the midst of it as we speak, I believe, I know Jack has started it before. There's, there's I don't mean to call yeah. out Jack, but I he, I've heard him mention it before. Yeah, I'm probably forgetting others, but it's uh if you need to whip your mind into shape, that's by far the most effective way I've found to do it. How many times have you finished it? I don't mean I don't mean to say just the once, but it's been it's been two times. It's now for me it's an it's pretty easy to make it an annual thing. Yeah. Because discipline is a perishable. Yeah fact. Uh, if you don't skill. use it, you lose it. Exactly. Yeah. It's a skill. So you need to practice it. And after a year of, of not being as disciplined as, as you should be, it's nice to become a lot more focused again. It's basically a quarter like of the year. Yeah. Yeah. It's Give or take. Yeah, 75 days. So, you know, two and a half months. Yeah. Which makes it a quarter. There you go. Man. Almost. Almost. Yeah. I got one more. Okay. And then we can Move on. Why are we starting an onboarding week in the middle of a 90-day sprint to get everything done? It's a good question. Um, it's because it's part of the 90-day sprint. I mean, it's starting an onboarding week was 
a component of the 90 sure. day sprint. So, yeah. so I mean, a real simple answer is because it's part of the 90 day sprint. Because of what we said we wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, in yeah, these 90 days. yeah. It's it's one of those essential things that we need to knock out as a business to get to that next level. It's 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 really it's 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 cool to see it it starting. Um, you know, one of our values is develop through X people. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that everybody coming into the business really comes in as a one X person. Even if they're a high performer, they still don't understand how we operate. They don't understand our values, our, our mission, our partners, our industry, all that well. They don't have that background information. And they get that background information over time, but it'll take three, six months to get there. And there's nothing deliberate saying they're even going to get there. We just kind of right now hope like, hey, listen to this podcast on our values and hopefully you get it. Yeah. And with our values as important as they are, we can't really leave to chance someone understanding that or someone understanding our mission or our operating system. And so the onboarding week is a way to accelerate that growth curve of getting that person to that 3X high-performing level in a much faster period of time. And yeah, you do have to slow down. Yeah, it does cost a week. But it'll help that person gain so much more understanding of our business and how we operate than if they were to just do it on their own over six months. And so that's how I, I view it as it's just, it's, an, it, it's the greatest extension so far of our develop 3X people value. We need to develop and invest in people. And I don't want anyone coming into our business without a fundamental understanding of how we operate, why we operate this way, and what we're trying to do here. Yeah. Because if they don't understand that, nothing else matters. It's really important. And I think this group knows how important our values and our mission is. And I know this group can probably admit to yourselves, like, were you a little confused for a while <laughs> about what the hell is going on and what the hell these values were? And yeah. I, I, you know, I got the mission, but I didn't really understand it until this point point in time. Everyone's probably been there. Of there's been some confusion that first, you know, few months even is pretty damn confusing. Well, now we're trying to eliminate as much of that confusion as possible and make it a really wonderful experience from day one for anybody coming into our business. So they feel that, yeah, I made the right call. This is a remarkable business. I'm excited to be here. And after this week, I'm fired up and I'm ready to get to work. So yeah, it does cost a week time, but that person, whenever you get them, you know, no matter who you are, where they're going, they're going to be way more effective and it'll be way more valuable to get that person that's further along than if you would have got them a week earlier. They couldn't have, and this isn't against anybody we, we bring on, it's almost impossible to provide any real value your first week of work. And, and that's the point too. Yeah. You're not providing any value and you know, everybody can say like, why I mean we that just, from a money perspective? Yeah. yeah. Why, why don't we just do it the traditional way? Just teach them on the job. We don't know. No, you have to be deliberate and thoughtful about that. And we're all busy. There's all a lot going on. At least I can't effectively make sure I teach people on. I mean, I can teach people here or there, but I can't guarantee that I'm going to run through the values with everybody yeah. all, uh, to make sure that they really understand it. So it's just, being intentional about that, yeah. really investing in people, developing those three X people, and everyone within our organization will be better off. Is it going to be perfect this first week? No, nope. this week is probably going to be extraordinarily clumsy, and there's going to be a lot of learning that is going to happen this first week. But as we iterate, yeah, 
it's going to become a really amazing experience. And then it creates bonds between whoever is going through that onboarding week together. Oh yeah. So now as we come, become bigger and there's more and more people going through that onboarding process, now they're forming, forming bonds with new people within the organization that they can carry into the organization as well that wouldn't be there otherwise. Yeah. Um, so that's where we're at is, is I wholeheartedly believe in this. Dan wholeheartedly believes in this. It's, you know, reading this book, Everybody Matters. This is a fundamental piece of that, of really caring and loving people and, and giving them the opportunity to learn without throwing them into the deep end. They will be thrown into the deep end eventually, yeah. but this is just a little bit of a grace period in between them coming on board and them having to perform. So if you're, if you're understanding and, and supportive, fantastic. I'm really excited to see how this benefits you even more and benefits the organization. If you're apprehensive, I understand that. I totally get that. And I totally get why you'd be like, why can't we just get them started a week earlier? But yeah. I guess the only thing I would ask of, of everybody is to just give it a, give it a chance and see what the people going through it have to say about it and see what it does for our organization. And if it does turn out to be a total waste of time, then we reevaluate. But pretty confident that this is going to be a win and I'm pretty yeah. confident we have the right person leading it in Jake. So I'm excited to see what, what comes of it. I mean, the best case scenario is that this is our worst onboarding week we ever do. It will be our worst yeah. onboarding week ever. Yeah. I mean, like, like what the podcast I mean, shit, the first one we did probably the worst one we've ever done. Yeah. Hopefully I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this one has not been all that uh, flawless, but we're, we're doing our best. Yeah, We're just doing it. Yeah. With Mr. Ben Schwanberg interrupting us, here he is again. This guy. He does not it. take this seriously. <sighs> We're trying to podcast. <laughs> so is that all we have for questions? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good place to wrap it up. Good. Um, I did have one follow-up about the, you mentioned about 3X people. Um, obviously, the onboarding process is going to be a, a big part of that. What sort of like actionable things do you see for the team um, to like for them to continue their development into like a three X people yeah. after they've been here for a while? So there's a few different things we're doing. I mean, bringing Jake on to focus as chief people officer is a big component of that. And all of you guys saw that in the, the fireside chats, he did the fireless fireside chats. Yeah. I don't think there was any fire involved whatsoever mm -hmm. um, about really getting to understand each, each one of you and, and, just trying to hear you out and figure out where you want to go so we can help get you there yeah. is, a, is a huge component of it. Creating opportunities for people to grow, like sending people to the muster or this FTX event. There'll be a few people within the company participating in that. Um, thanks to them actually wanting to go. So that's, that's a really cool new opportunity. Yeah. And we're going to create more and more of those opportunities as we go and, and offer more and more training um, we're trying to do our best as far as, you know, we're looking into investing in story brand training right now for everybody to understand that process. MSHOP part 48, while dry, it is an extension of development. Yeah. Taking people out onto job sites, that is development, you know, so looking for those opportunities. How can I get out and visit our partners to develop myself further, to learn more about what they do, to learn more about the industry? Because this is the only place we're ever going to serve. Yeah. So spend the time to become an expert on it because that's all we're going to ask of you. Mm -hmm. And just stay hungry. Just look for opportunities. And if there's an opportunity you see that you do want to participate in, talk to us about it. Yeah. Talk to Jake about it. 
hey, Jake, I, I really want to do this. What do you think about it? Is it possible right now? If it's not, when do you think it would be possible? You know, how can we make this work? Yeah. Here's, here's what I want to do. Like there's, there's no risk in just being honest with us and being transparent. Transparency wins. And, and, and talking to Jake or whomever about where you really want to go. And then from there, it's, all right, let's create a plan on how to get, how to get you there. Yeah. Maybe we can get you there tomorrow. Maybe we can get you there in a few years. Maybe it's going to take time, but we can get you there at the end yeah. of the day. Um, so it's staying hungry. And then the other side of develop 3X people is looking for those opportunities to develop others, to teach others without reservation. And we've talked a lot about this is just give everything you know away. And it's against human nature. You want to <laughs> protect what you know yeah. because it makes you important and needed. But that's not what this organization is built on. This organization is built on trust and caring for one another. And so hopefully the more time you spend here, the more you trust individuals. And once you trust individuals, you have that ability to teach without a reservation. Yeah. So look for opportunities to learn, stay hungry, Always challenge what you currently believe in and how you do things. Always ask why. And I don't think, feel like we do that enough. Mm -hmm. And then always seek other opportunities to teach as much as you know, whenever possible. So there's, I mean, it's, it's, it used to be pretty limited, but now it's starting to expand at a really exciting rate. Yeah, it's exciting, man. And also we're now coming back into a time where like there are events and conferences and Things like that that exactly. are also like great opportunities to you know find growth that matters to you and make you better. Which in the last year that just has been much harder to to see and to to be able to do. So I think that's an exciting thing to kind of be able to bring into what we've been doing. Absolutely, and that's that's the most exciting and fulfilling investing we do. It's like okay, cool, yeah, we bought a skid steer. Am I excited about it? Absolutely, but. Honestly, I get way more joy and fulfillment in sending a group of six people to a muster and seeing what they've learned. Yeah. That's way more fulfilling for me. And even if they, you know, don't bring any of that into the company, I know they're just better off overall. And that provides me with an enormous sense of of pride and and fulfillment that I haven't really found elsewhere. Yeah. Um so sick. Yeah. Cool. Well, Aaron, I think as we normally say, I think that was a podcast, bro. Do we want to, uh, we have some some of the new hires speaking through, speaking oh, yeah. about the, the, the people going through onboarding. We have Dev, we have Claire, and we have Justin yep. that have come on board this week. So welcome to you three. We're happy to have you. Is, I know that Dev and Claire live in Nashville. Does Justin also also live in Nashville? He does. Yeah. He, uh, he moved here, I think from California. Cool. Recently. Not you know too what? recently, but recently. Not enough. too recently. You hear that, Justin? Not yeah. too recently. Yeah. So cool. Hopefully he stays. Exciting. I don't think he's going to be running back to California anytime soon. Well, why would you? About to open up an office, boy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> All right, everybody. We appreciate you listening, and we will see you on the next one. Continue to send in those questions, yep. comments, concerns, anything and everything. Memes. Love a good meme. I love a Keep good meme. Keep them coming. To Alex Horton, or no, no, no. Just I'm just Alex at BuildWit. That's Alex, like an OG email address. You got, okay? it, you got it in there. You're yep. not. You're you're among the few. So Alex at BuildWit.com. Send them your stuff. Please. We'll see you later. Thanks, y'all.